right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this uh, program, we'd love to have you. Uh, There are two areas I just want to call your attention to. The White House desperately wants to get off the topic of Joe Biden, top secret, classified information, now found at five separate locations. Probably they did backflips yesterday that Mike Pence watching the news voluntarily just started searching all of his different places, found a couple of documents. I'd be shocked if there was any more with, uh, from him. Um, but, um, because he would do a thorough search and then did the right thing, followed the law, et cetera, et cetera. They're just dying. And one, one way they're trying to distract you, we, the American people is on the issue of the debt ceiling. And what they're saying now, it's interesting. If you go back in time and you look at Joe Biden and his history and the things that he said, uh, he praised the debt ceiling talks as vice president, said it was a great honor to negotiate with the, with the GOP. You know, that's that's past Joe Biden. We'll play this tonight for you. How can you how can you explain this? How can you explain the fact that grown men and women are unwilling to budge by taking an absolute position my way or no way? That's not governing. Well, Joe Biden's the one that is now saying that he won't negotiate on the debt ceiling because he's making a calculated guess that the Republicans will not unite 222 or we have one injured Republican 221 that they're not going to be united on their strategy for the debt ceiling. I personally would like to tie it to the reckless spending. And and I don't know if that's like the uh, the spending reduction act and sequestration. I don't whatever form it, it comes down in. I want to see some restraints on government. But back in 2011, Biden repeatedly acknowledged the importance of negotiating a debt limit increase, realizing, quote, it's in everyone's interest to politically cooperate. These are all comments of Joe Biden. You know, he said during the debt limit negotiations in 2011, he was the lead negotiator. You know, and now it's my way or the highway. Biden expressed how pleased and thankful he was to be negotiating with the new Republican majority at the time, said it was important to understand where the other guy's coming from. A few months later, Biden admitted it was a mistake to make certain compromises and what he called the normal process. So uh, what changed with Joe? Why all of a sudden it goes from being a great honor? Uh, no, we can't. We can't. No negotiations. Now, you're going to hear. Now, the, the reason they want to talk about this now, this is not anything that is urgent. It is January. By every estimate, when the, when the Treasury Department, et cetera, when they exhaust every possible outcome, then you're going to be hearing a lot of, Oh, we can't default as a country. The full faith and credit of the United States is on the line. They'll probably push this to the limit. I'm fine with that, too. But Republicans have got to stand strong. Republicans have got to be united. This is what a small majority means for them. If they stay united. Now, Democrats are counting on them not uniting. There's a great piece by Betsy McCoy today about Americans need a debt limit fight. We need a debt limit fight. And she points out, you know, most people don't stay up at night. Oh, the debt limit. Oh, my gosh, what are you going to have to worry about the debt limit? Um, in a lot of ways, you should be worried about it. You know, if you look at, you know, what it means to the country, you know, when you have debt this high, what happens? We're seeing it happening. You know, it pushes the economy into decline. Inflation is soaring. Jobs become scarcer. We're beginning to see that. 
The housing market is crashing. You know, if we just look at the debt, America's headed off the cliff. She's absolutely right. National debt is now the highest since World War II and forecast to break uh, that record soon. In 2022, last year alone, it hit 98% of our gross domestic uh, product. Now, by the way, and Betsy McCoy, she's a great researcher. She points out that that United States is in the company of, of countries and nations like Mozambique, Angola, Portugal, Greece. Do we really want our kids? Do we really want to rob them blind by spending ourselves into oblivion? You know, over the last 50 years, the GDP, the debt to GDP ratio has averaged 46 percent. We're now over double that. And, and Joe Biden just keeps adding to it. You know, Biden saying, you know, it's it's insanity on his part, calling Republicans physically demented. From Joe Biden? Really? OK. Points out the New York Times, uh, Paul Krugman calling the House Republicans quid pro quo economic terrorism. No, it's actually their job. Their job is one of the responsibilities of Congress. They have the power of the purse. They have the power to subpoena. They have the power of the purse. We know what the subpoenas are going out. We know where the investigations are going to happen. We've talked at length about those. Uh, however, you know, if you look at our, what our nation is now facing with the debt crisis and the amount of tax revenues that will be consumed simply paying off interest, the CBO is predicting that over the next 10 years, interest costs will triple. So in a decade, interest outlays will exceed defense spending. That's insanity. That's suicide of a nation. This brings us, you know, America will become a third world nation. It will destroy our economy. You know, the government borrows more uh, money. You know, how do they possibly bring up a debt like this and not, and we don't pay a price? It's simple math. She uh, referred to, Betsy McCoy did in her column about Harvard's uh, Carmen Reinhardt and Kenneth Rogoff analyzing 44 countries in a landmark analysis for the American Economic Review, finding that when a nation's debt exceeds 90% of GDP, a benchmark that we have now already passed, the economy falters. 36 other studies, she points out, confirm excessive government borrowing sabotages economic growth in spite of what they're telling you. You know, in December, as a last hurrah, you know, what do we get from these idiot Republicans that went along with this insane omnibus with 7,200 earmarks? No, the debt ceiling matters. However, for the Democrats right now, it's just the perfect distraction because they don't want to point out that the same guy that was all gung-ho, his own executive branch, his Department of Justice, that's in the executive branch, his FBI, same under the same umbrella, Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland bragging about raiding Mar-a-Lago and how they made the call. What is that? Why didn't Joe's home get raided? Who's next? Now, by the way, um, and there's another distraction. Why is it all of a sudden? Now, I have been making the case, and I said it at the time, that if the United States is going to help Ukraine uh, after they were invaded, a sovereign country was invaded, I said the bulk of help needs to come from Western Europe. I said not one single American boot on the ground. I said if they're going to help, they've got all of these countries need to fight to win the war. It was Boris Johnson who finally this weekend, the only politician anywhere. Well, he's not working now as a politician, but 
who said, we're not fighting to win this war. I've been telling you that for months. We are throwing billions and billions of dollars down the drain. And Zelensky now just had to fire a number of top officials because they were stealing the money that that was being sent to Ukraine. Now we have the Biden administration, you know, rather than unleashing America's energy superiority, which would be the biggest help to Western Europe we could ever give them. Well, now he wants to up the ante and send battle tanks to Ukraine. Well, they don't fight wars to win wars anymore. So I'm out. You've already, why are we paying more money than Western European countries and NATO countries? Just like, why do we fund the bulk of the UN $7 billion? Why are we paying for the WEF, you know, a globalist organization that doesn't want us to eat meat, but every member flying in on their private jet lecturing us? We don't need your lectures and we don't need to fund you. Why we viewed at, why do we pay the bulk of money? Why did Joe Biden get back in the, the Paris Climate Accords that doesn't recognize, that doesn't obligate China and India at the same financial level as the U.S. because they, they categorize them as developing nations? How stupid are we? $7 billion to the U.N.? Why? Who needs it? They, they're anti-American. They're, they've historically been rabidly anti-Semitic. At what point do we say, stop stealing from the American taxpayer? You know, I'm looking at this, you know, instead of bankrupting Vladimir Putin. Now, look, I've said from the beginning, the, the best, the ideal situation is that the people around Putin take Putin out. That would be the ideal scenario. Putin apparently is so paranoid in his, you know, hidden bunker somewhere. You know, he's put anti-missile defense systems up. You know, because he's so paranoid that he's going to get killed. People around him have been uh, discovered missing or dropping like flies or, you know, never to be seen or heard from again. He's targeting civilians. I mean, we see what's going on here. And then we find out Ukraine is wasting money that is given them. Then we find out that our Western European and NATO allies, you know, we're paying the bulk of money for all of this. And they're not fighting a war to win a war. Well, Why would we get in another quagmire? What do we want? Another 20 years in in Europe now? No, thank you. No, thank you. Because Europe can't decide that they want to defeat Putin or they're intimidated by Putin. Europe, the same Europe that was stupid enough to give into their own climate alarmist cult and become fully, completely dependent, their economies fully, completely dependent on Vladimir Putin for all of their energy needs. And now America's so stupid, we're about to make the same mistake as they have made here. This is a, a, a form of insanity. You know, as, and, you know, as socialism has failed around the world, now the White House is unveiling new tenant policies amid soaring rental costs called supply and demand. They want a rent, renter's bill of rights while not binding. Why are they writing anything that's not binding? That doesn't make sense, does it? And, of course, I told you about the other day, they want nationwide rent control. So we won't have free markets in the country anymore? Well, to each according to his need, from each according to his ability. Goldman Sachs predicting that the four specific U.S. cities will suffer a 2008 crash in home values. I don't even know if you really want me to tell you. I wouldn't want to know, but I'll tell you. San Jose, California, San Diego, California, Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, likely to see noticeable increases before the drastic decreases of 25%. 
similar decreases like we saw in the recession of 2008. You know, Biden claims he's stopping Republicans from wrecking the economy. I have no intention of letting Republicans wreck our economy. Why? Because they want fiscal responsibility and they want to stop this this insanity of robbing from future generations and just keep raising the debt limit and keep spending more and more and more money. By the way, I told you gas prices now, yep, they just went up another 35 cents a gallon. Of course, the media mob won't tell you. They only tell you when the prices go down, which we told you would go down because Biden has raided the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and Biden and his administration have doubled down on their commitment to sell from our Strategic Petroleum Reserves, which is supposed to be for national emergencies, to China. Tell me how that makes sense. 